What's up, Mike Mendoza, Fast Real Estate Services, Cleveland, Ohio. On the commute, we're talking real estate, commercial, residential, multifamily apartment buildings, buying, selling, leasing, property management, construction management, consulting, and now developing. The hopefully developing is going to be a majority of uh, my work and business, um, but we also have to have other streams of income to keep this business going so but we we uh if you've been listening to the podcast we are consulting on developing a uh, 15,000 square foot historical theater that was built in the 1920s and then also attached to the building is um, i'm sorry retail space and uh, apartment uh, residential space Uh, adds another almost 10,000 square feet i want to say let's say between 8,000 and 10,000 square feet. So uh, you'll be hearing a lot about that project. We, um, just to take you back from the beginning um, to get this consulting gig, we, um, you know, based on relationships that we have with our community development corporations here in Cleveland, which uh, are nonprofit organizations that help develop different neighborhoods in the metropolitan Cleveland city of Cleveland so um, uh, we hooked up with them and um, found out that you know they had this need to develop this property and so we uh, engaged them and said we could help you find investors find developers and manage the project so uh, because the history on this thing uh, there was a developer engaged to develop the property and then they backed out um, uh, of the the project and this is after drawings and renderings and planning and you know so uh, some some things happened which I'm not going to disclose here on the on the podcast but uh, they just they, I mean they using business decisions and may possibly personal um, decision making they decided to uh, stop the project and, and bow out. So now, um, we are helping the CDC to identify a new developer and new investors for this project. So, uh, sometimes that's how it goes. I mean, just like in any real estate, uh, deals, transactions, it's not done until it's done. And, you know, once, you what I've learned in um, this business and brokerage or even in investing is that um, you can start a project but sometimes it doesn't um, end and sometimes that's a good thing you don't want to get into a project um, because there's so much money involved that uh, even though you spent some money up front it's probably better to um, bow out of that project and then um, uh, what am I trying to say but uh, get out of that project before you lose any more money so as things develop you know we can't predict the future especially in commercial real estate being able to attract um, commercial tenants retail or office tenants or even operators for a building that you're developing is very difficult so um yeah so we we will um figure out uh you know what the best options are and find investors and then hopefully we can take those investors and developers to the end of the project so that we have something special i 
doing this project. I mean, this is uh, probably a dream come true. Uh, this is what I wanted to do. This could be a catalyst to redevelop the whole neighborhood and uh, hopefully we'll be the uh, pioneers and um, people to do it. So stay tuned to that. We, you know, just to give you an idea, we, we uh, met with the folks. Um, when you're doing projects like this, you have to get the community involved and then obviously also your stakeholders and get their feedback. So it's almost constantly asking what people want and then trying to deliver as best as possible. You're not going to be able to please everybody um, just like anything in life. But um, just to make the community and your stakeholders feel that they made the decisions. We're the tool um, to help them execute the project, but at the same time, we, we don't want to be seen as the people who made um, or forced decisions. Um, obviously, our job is to advise and show evidence for why one idea or development um, uh, process is better than the other. So um, that that's your job to do that. Um, so we met with the stakeholders. We uh, uh, also need to meet with the community. So we're going to have to set up some time uh, to do that. And um, hopefully we will, you know, get uh, as much feedback as possible so that we can offer the community what they want. And in this neighborhood, it sounds like they want more food options to eat at and not so much fancy restaurants, but something that's affordable but different um, and quality as well. You can't just throw something uh, in a space and um, uh, not give the, the highest quality you can possibly give. Um, at uh, a reasonable price. You know, you, you obviously got to make money. It's going to be a little more expensive than your fast food chains that are currently in the neighborhood, but people are going to come uh, for the experience, for the uh, uh, opportunity to be part of the community in this special space and to experience not only the food, but the atmosphere and, uh, you know, and whatever entertainment we have there, people... Um, will pay um, a little bit more to get that. Uh, so, you know, if you're leaving your house to eat, you want the food to be good, you want the experience to be good, um, and you want it to be authentic. You don't want it to be something that, and I'm trying to define what this word authentic means. You know, authentic means it doesn't have to be in a fancy space. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, manufactured. Um, you know, Disney World built their brand, but then um, when people try to copy others, other brands um, to mimic and not be authentic and original, I think people can see right through that and, you know, they're, they're just not as um, receptive to it. So, you know, we, we have a historical space. We want to um, make it as authentic as possible to the neighborhood and so people feel comfortable coming in. Um, if you make it too fancy, too uh, vanilla, let's say, um, or it's copying something like, as another example, you know, some Las Vegas casino 
and, and things like that, you're just not going to get the people to buy into it. Um, they, they have to feel at home. They have to feel safe, um, which is another big aspect of uh, people coming into the neighborhood um, or even residents uh, coming out and not fearing that they're going to get robbed or they don't feel safe walking from their car to the uh, retail uh, stores or food vendors that you have and then um, going back to their car, uh, especially in Cleveland when it gets dark in the wintertime um, in the later afternoon. So it's, it's dark from 5 to, um, you know, the next morning. So uh, well then we, we, we got together with our team and did a whiteboard session to put ideas together on who we need to talk to, um, developers, uh, in, investors, lenders, uh, also um, people in the community that uh, need to be involved with this, architects and um, construction companies. And then if we're doing a food hall concept, obviously we got to start talking to food vendors, uh, food hall operators, and uh, other retailers and try to think of a theme for this. I'm going to contact some local um, uh, artists that have retail spaces that do... Um, specialty apparel niche apparel for um, with their artwork on it and these could be uh, streetwear we have a few streetwear vendors that i have in mind and then you know that i think that would fit with the dance uh, company theme that we were going to have for the performance entertainment area of this venue so um i'll be back with another segment and to talk about uh, more about this project and other things that I'm working on today. Today is January 16th, already halfway through January. This year is going to go by quick, so stick with us and uh, buckle up. Hopefully you get some value out of this, and I really appreciate you listening to this. We'll be back with another segment here in a few. What's up? Mike Mendoza, Fast Real Estate Services, Cleveland, Ohio. Part two, segment two. Um, it's Monday, or well, Monday, Tuesday, the January 21st. January is almost over. One month out of 2020, almost gone. What have you done with your resolutions, goals for the year? Um, I can tell you, uh, I don't, uh, well, I, I have goals, but those goals are daily. I don't, I don't just set goals in the beginning of the year, um, daily, weekly, monthly, um, yearly. But, um, you know, our, my yearly goal this year is to double my, um, brokerage business and then also start, uh, developing properties, which we took one step closer to that. We're partnering up with a well-established developer here in Cleveland to develop a historical theater on the west side of Cleveland. Um, we're hoping to make that into a food hall, um, uh, live entertainment performance venue uh, themed on uh, dance, and then also the retail and um, residential space uh, will be redeveloped for uh, uh, new use. So... Um, Stay tuned. Can't announce who that is yet. We haven't finalized the details 
of who that developer is, but uh, once uh, we do, it'll be very exciting, very fortunate for us that somebody um, of this caliber and standing within the Cleveland community in the world of commercial real estate development is partnering us with us to do this project. So um, stay tuned for, for that. We're uh, going to be talking to some architects and some um, other individuals um, about uh, uh, getting some uh, things going. we got to put the pro forma together and um, uh, look at the financial analysis of this. So um, stay tuned for tons of details on that as we move forward um, with uh, this project. So uh, recapping today, we're doing a seminar on CRM systems, which is which stands for Customer Relationship Management. Basically, it's a database of your contacts, but more than a database, it allows you to track, communicate, and set uh, reminders, um, and also systems today uh, automatically communicate with your hot prospects um, and medium prospects and low hanging um, or, or low priority prospects in your database so you don't have to. Um, your, your income in any and uh, most sales businesses is your contact list. So um, people buy your stuff, people need your services so that you can generate fees so uh, it only makes sense that you continue to keep track your contacts and also have a organized way to communicate with them and also track your conversations. And you know, sometimes, in, especially in the real estate business, things take months, uh, sometimes years, before things start happening. Especially in development, you talk to people um, today and then a development doesn't start happening um, until next year. Uh, and then now you need that person for this particular development for whatever service or um, uh, goods they, they have for your uh, property retailers that um, you don't deal with on a, on a daily basis, but um, you met at a seminar or what have you and uh, now you need to find that retailer for your certain development uh, to fill some retail space. So um, not just a, uh, an address book, but a CRM systems um, help you um, organize, track, and help grow your business through using your database uh, in the most effective manner. So we're going to be uh, learning about that today from somebody who uh, is uh, considered an expert in that area. They're a broker out of Atlanta um, who specializes in medical office space. So they are um, utilizing what, what, what we use is called Follow-Up Boss, and it is a um, real estate-centric uh, CRM system. So um, whatever you use out there, you know, just use, use a bunch, see what you like, what you don't like, get recommendations, and then just stick to a system. A, a spreadsheet 
<laughs> at minimum, but you know, I don't think that you know works too well. You can send in most CRM systems, you should be able to send text messages, you should be able to send email drip campaigns where it automatically sends emails to remind people and say, Hey, how are you? Um, you know, just to keep you on top of mind, um, on top of your social media posting, um, they should get uh, an email or a text from you once uh, in a while so that they remember your name when things come up. And what I've learned in some of these networking groups is that you want to uh, remind people uh, using specific examples. Like uh, if you're in real estate, um, you know, in my business, I'm always looking for, uh, or not always, but, uh, you know, get, um, looking for multifamily properties. But if you just tell somebody, hey, if you know of a multifamily property that is for sale or somebody's trying to sell, let me know. Um, versus saying, hey, if you have a relative who owns properties that they're sick of managing, um, think of me. So that when that when they come into a situation, they're at a party, somebody's complaining about their tenants and at their apartment building that they own, then that'll trigger them to, to say, oh, Mike Mendoza um, gave me this specific example. So you wanna give specific examples of um, how people uh, come into your business and the reasons why they need to come into your business. Uh, another example, you know, um, we got a listing because somebody's looking to retire and sell their business and they need to sell their, the building that they've owned free and clear for, you know, uh, 20 years. And, um, you know, so give that example, say, Hey, if somebody's looking to, who owns a building, who also runs a business out of that building, looking to retire and, and sell his business and his properties, uh, have them give me a call. So that, again, when that specific situation comes up, uh, they will think of you and say, oh yeah, this is perfect. Because sometimes people make assumptions when you say that you sell property or, or buy property, they might think that you don't do that uh, type of thing. And even if you say, well, I do anything and everything, that when they make a referral, they want to make sure that they're referring somebody who can um, solve that person's problem um, because they don't want them to go on a wild goose chase, especially if they know that you're not capable of handling <coughs> their property. <laughs> so I'm going to leave you there um, and we will be back with, an, with another segment uh, later today. We'll give you some updates on what's happening today. What's up, Mike Mendoza, Fast Real Estate Part 3. Um, yesterday I did Part 3, but must have gotten lost because I don't see it in my draft. So I'm going to just do it over again. Updating you, we um, on the development we're working on on the west side of Cleveland, 20,000 square foot historical theater plus uh, probably another 10,000 square feet of retail and apartment space. So really excited. Um, if you, I'll try and post a video on this. Um, the, the, the theater, the retail space, and the apartments are really distressed. It's going to need um, a lot of rehab, but um, you know we, we've got vision. I think this is going to be really special um, to tr try to redevelop this and uh, have it be an anchor for this neighborhood. Um, you know, neighborhoods, not the greatest, but um, it's really close to some uh, appreciating uh, suburban neighborhoods to the north, and it's got really great freeway access, 
um, probably about five minutes to downtown Cleveland. So, um, you know, and, and we've, we know that uh, CSU Urban uh, Planning uh, did a study a couple years ago for the demand for uh, this type of development, and it's looking good. You know, there's demand for better, um, more food choices, and also demand for uh, retail in the area. So we think uh, it should, um, if we do this properly, it's going to be a nice place for uh, people to live or use as an Airbnb um, retailers to have a presence on a busy commercial street. And then hopefully we can um, curate a, a, a best in class food hall and also have um, a dance uh, company space. Uh, performance space uh, within the theater uh, so uh, and then there's also going to be a uh, cinema live performance smaller area on the mezzanine level of the theater for um, you know the community or whoever wants to use the space so we're excited about that we're uh, getting ready to go to um, get some architectural renderings and also um, going out to the community to find out what they want. Now, I asked the economic development director, um, you know, based on his uh, talking with businesses and things like that, um, that um, what, what would be viable for, for the spaces. And he um, uh echoed the same message that I'm echoing or I'm feeling after reading all the, the research and just being around that, um, you know, I think people want uh, um, good food that's different for the area um, that's not too expensive, but I think people would be willing to pay more for quality and being part of um, this uh, space. And then, um, uh, you know, there, there are a lot of Middle Eastern type restaurants and grocery stores in this part of the neighborhood so i don't think that would be um uh something that we would want to compete with unless there's some something complimentary or something that's not currently available now uh in the area so we'll we'll try to figure out what that is but i think you know um with with a lot of these food halls they either follow a, a a theme um or an ethnic um uh, specialty, whether it's Italian, Chinese, Asian, or what have you. But I think for this neighborhood, it's going to take a diverse uh, group of restaurateurs and chefs um, so that there's something for everybody. Just down the street, there's a very successful Puerto Rican restaurant called Cleveland Mafungo, and they just expanded their space. And then they also expanded some event space uh, in their building. So that will be exciting. Um, to have as a compliment to the neighborhood. And um, so I think that, you know, there, there's Hispanic, there's um, uh, African-American, there's Middle Eastern. So you can see the diversity in this neighborhood. Um, and I think it's a strength. It'll allow us to create um, and curate diverse uh, tastes and food for the space. So we're, that's what we're going to do. If you're a restaurateur or, or a chef, um, looking to be in the Cleveland area, 
and want to be um, what's going to be uh, one of the, one of the best food halls in uh, the west side of Cleveland, then uh, give a, give me a give me a message, DM me at uh, on Instagram Mike Mendoza two one six. You can call me directly on my cell four four zero nine four one three six nine two. I'll leave that in the description for this podcast. So um, give us a call. Let's talk. Also, retailers. If you're any specialty niche retailer, um, we have small retail spaces, probably 500 square feet to up to probably closer to 1,000 square feet of retail space. But we're, it's very flexible now that we're in the development stage. So if you're out there, um, let us know uh, and uh, we can uh, try to um, build a suit for your um, for your business now you know are we looking for startups or anyone who hasn't done this uh, before whether it's in the retail space or the food space um, probably not we this is not considered an incubator um, at least not for now if we might designate some space for um, maybe a couple startups but um, for the development in order to get this funded um, we we will need to show that we have retailers and restaurateurs that have proven track records and they're looking to uh, expand and have the ability and, and propensity to succeed with this. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, there are incubator food hall space in Ohio City called uh, uh, Ohio City Galley. So they, I think, are um, probably at the end of their rotation. I, the, their plan is to rotate um, restaurants in the food hall. And it's been uh, maybe a year and a half, almost two years. So I think um, the plan was to rotate every couple years, maybe, you know, so give them a call. But, you know, also give us a call. We may have some incubator space if you're brand new and have, haven't uh, done this before but um, are looking to start up your concept so um, you know what would I like to see I mean me personally um, I'd like to see some Asian some um, uh, I don't know just anything that is is uh, ethnic um, and easy to eat not too expensive but um, it's not some something from a fast food chain a national chain that you could get anywhere you know because if we're if we're trying to get people to come um, they're coming because this is the only place that they can find this so unique one-of-a-kind type uh, cuisine um, and it doesn't really matter what it is it could be fusion it could be um, ethnic it could be uh, modern uh, it could be American, you know, there, there's just so much talent out there for food that um, I think we just need to be really open-minded and, and try to um, synergize everyone's talents here in Cleveland to um, a food hall. So also dance companies, if you're out there looking for space to perform or rehearse, uh, we're going to uh, try to accommodate as best as possible. Now, um, we've been looking into esports as well uh, for you know having this as a venue for esports. Um, so, uh, hit us up if you're in the esports uh, space, and uh, we can we can talk about that. We hopefully will have some breakout rooms um, or some 
uh, spaces for uh, health and wellness. You know, if we're doing dance company space, then we could also use it for yoga, Pilates, Tai Chi, um, you know, exercise classes, uh, things like that, that uh, would um, benefit from having this space. <coughs> um, and then on the retail side of things or the food halt side of things, um, what we're also trying to look for is uh, a restaurant that um, does well um, and knows the um, vegan, plant-based, uh, non-GMO, um, that type of fair for people that are looking for specialty like gluten-free um, you know and I know it, it needs to be a mix I haven't seen a totally vegan uh, restaurant do well because then that that really segments the market but if it's um, a niche just finishing up that last part um, we are uh, looking for plant-based vegan restaurant tours as well i think that uh, is uh in pretty good demand but there's not a lot of uh, restaurant tours doing that but um hit us up give us a message and uh hopefully we can uh, work together with that i'm going to leave you um until then until next time i guess uh, keep thinking keep learning but most importantly just keep doing <laughs>